Hey, what's happening? It's Thursday, November the 11th, 2021. This is Behind Enemy Lines Radio Podcast. Thanks for listening, downloading, being such a great participant. The, um, the numbers are going up. The more people download and actually listen for a decent amount of time, the um, application I use to create the podcast that distributes it to Apple, Google, it's on Spotify now. Uh, they start uh, including it in search engines, and I'm picking up on that. So I really I do appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the support. Uh, the Instagram account is getting more attention. Twitter has been uh, off the chain. There's just so much to work with. Uh, that's the most fun part is trolling with some anonymity amongst the woke cancel culture cancer of social media, and people are literally melting down uh, in you know, in the wake of Yunkin winning in Virginia, Joe Biden being the turd gift that he is to Republicans. And then, of course, we've got Kyle Rittenhouse going going well for us. Let's be real. There's just two teams here. There's us and then there are the scumbag left. And there's really no there's no moderate piece in there. Just people who are afraid to identify with one side or another which is fine. It's your right. It's just kind of bitchy. But we'll talk about Rittenhouse here in the beginning. I did some more research, followed some of the trial today, even the really boring parts. And um, but there was a lot of fun little news too, just since yesterday when we last spoke. And so we'll get into it. I mean, we're in a great time right now. Because defeating Trump made liberals arrogant. And it's something I've been trying to put into words like why, what is different about now as opposed to three years ago, seven years ago, 20 years ago, um, and, and further before. You know, you look at liberalism back in the 90s, it was just starting to become a little weird. And they were just starting to call everything racist and reparations were coming up. And then the Republicans had a sweeping victory in the... Um, would be the 90, 1994 midterms, right? They just took the House, took the Senate, when it had been under control by the Democrats since the 60s. And what had happened is the Democrats had just gone too far with their policies. They got arrogant, and they had reason to be. They had been in charge in, in Congress since like 1964. I mean, that's a long time. I mean, Ronald Reagan got a lot done with a Democratic-controlled House and Senate. And so they've had that now with a Democratic president for one year, barely. But it didn't take them long. Anything like this last election, let's take the obvious whatever percentage of cheating happened, shady business. They looked at that win as a mandate, as a cultural shift towards radical progressivism. And they didn't think about how COVID may, would make it hard for any incumbent to win. They, they're too, they're stupid, a lot of them. They're also too emotionally attached to themselves and to ideology. There's no greater ideologue than today's Democrat. It's all ideology and emotions. I and mean, you can say, hey, look right there. Kyle Rittenhouse was attacked. The guy pointed a gun at him. They've already invested in the algorithm that comes out with the answer, Kyle Rittenhouse, 
is a Nazi white supremacist active shooter and he needs to be thrown in jail for the rest of his life or worse. What liberals do is once they get behind that and what hurts them or what puts them in such a weak position is the media does it with them. They amplify it. They don't realize that they're snorting the same coke as the press is, that they're dropping the same acid. So when there are giant fire-breathing mushrooms sprouting up in the room, on the walls, and on the ceiling, they're probably wondering, is this happening? And the press is like, yeah, no, those fucking mushrooms are breathing fire. Like, holy shit, there are mushrooms in here. Yeah, there are. Did you drop the LSD too? Sure, but don't worry about it. And just because we won't see them in a little bit, they were fucking there. They were there because you saw them and we saw them with you. Rittenhouse is just the latest example of these fire-breathing mushrooms that the super high, fucked-up Democrats and liberals buy into early on when a story first breaks. The majority of the nationalized rioting police shooting cases turned out to be this way. But as soon as it happens, they all get together with their bad hygiene and their drugs and they drop it together. And then it, they see what they see. They're not sure if it's there, but it makes them feel good. They like it. I mean, I'd, I don't think I'd be scared. I'd be a little bit, but I'd be pretty blown away if I saw fire-breathing mushrooms or something of that nature. I wouldn't want to necessarily be close, but I'd be pretty pumped. Who knows what these people think? And in all seriousness, I don't have the experience to talk about what I would think in that case. All I know is these fools are dropping together and they're getting out over their skis on these things and what they do. What do they do? Now, Anna Kasarian, to her credit, has now seen the videos after demagoguing on this, after going after Rittenhouse, and after being a typical leftist liberal. For over a year, she had this a noose ready for this kid. She's actually come out publicly. The Young Turks are about as liberal a YouTube page and organization you can get. Right? Sank Unger's the guy that runs it. Their video clips, I think I talked about this before when Trump won that night as they were covering the election in 2016, are priceless. Anna Kasarian is left of Hillary Clinton. She's like AOC. And she basically apologized a couple days ago. She said she was wrong. And I guarantee you she's getting dropped from Christmas party lists by the left. You don't do that. Because what she's done is she's given people like me ammo to cut and paste the hell out of that story all over Twitter and social media. And it's driving the left nuts. One of their own has stepped off the plantation. It shouldn't just be one. This is obviously a witch hunt, a real witch hunt, not an overused term here. Salem level. They basically want to hang this kid because they bought into the fact that he is the evil racist Nazi witch because someone said they saw him try to kill people and they called Bilt and they all got together and it was the same psychological phenomena that led to innocent women being hanged and drowned, dipped, dunked, and tortured in our own country, ironically in the Northeast. And we know the political leanings there. So I think they're having some historical backlash in the most liberal areas of this country, and they're not backing down. They never will. What they'll do is they'll fight this, and then God forbid they act like they usually do. The press has already set this up as a 
miscarriage of justice. They're already attacking the judge, who's freaking hilarious. They're already setting this up to be a story about how a white supremacist has gone free in racist America. Mark my words, that's where this is going. They're already planning on it. I will talk about what CNN's already doing with the judge. They're shifting the focus away from the trial completely. They, they have to pick and choose what they report because they can't change the record. And most of what they would report if they really talked about the case would be favorable to Kyle based on the evidence. Now, today was weird, but not surprising. And I'll sum it up as this. You, have, you had some rebuttal testimony. You had a rebuttal witness, I believe, talk about drone footage because the, the prosecution... And correct me if I'm not legally totally accurate. I can only do so much research on this team of one. The prosecution had already rested their case, but you're allowed, as you should be, to introduce witnesses as a rebuttal to new information learned from the defense's case, namely Kyle Rittenhouse's testimony to be one. Now, I don't know if this particular witness uh, who testified about drone footage pictures today, and it was pretty interesting because... I was waiting for a punchline and I was listening to the prosecution make, try to make their case here because they kept asking, right? They were asking about um, the angles and what it looked like. And, and I've seen the picture. So I was listening to this on the radio, right? On satellite radio while I was driving. So I couldn't see, and I don't know if they show it live. They so far haven't shown anything that the jury's seeing during the testimony. None of the news stations are cutting away to visuals. They're probably not allowed. I, I get it. I'm sure there's a good reason. But it w- and, and I went to NBC for this, which, by the way, has a ton of pop-up ads, NBCnews.com. We talked about it last night, how they're hemorrhaging cash, and how Brian Williams is pretending to resign. He's about to get, he was going to get let go. They weren't going to renew his contract next month. You know a website or a news organization or any business is tanking bad or hurting for cash when there's a lot of pop-up ads. I mean, and it gets worse when one of them is clean my Mac. They, they've got, they got problems, okay? They, they got problems. I mean, it's not as bad as some of these sites where you really can't even read the article because you're getting automatic fire of pop-ups, but it's getting close. NBC's in trouble. How fantastic is that? So let's stay positive as we go through this. But, and this is pretty basic. They had a forensic pathologist named Dr. Doug Kelly. He was a pretty measured guy. He was trying to explain pixels and what happens to an image when you enhance it. And he did a pretty decent job explaining it. All I could think of is how bored the jury was and how they're wondering like, okay, what is this talk about enhancement? I mean, the defense got into it and Fox did a good job because they had a former DOJ prosecutor commenting when there were breaks. This is when Neil Cavuto was covering it. And he was very measured. He basically said this entire line of testimony doesn't really help or hurt anybody. It's pretty neutral. Uh, They were trying to make the case, the prosecution was, that Kyle shot Rosenbaum, I believe it was Rosenbaum, yeah, Rosenbaum, the child rapist, when he was in a lowered, sort of subservient, submissive position. Now, you can barely make out him or Kyle. But as we know about Rosenbaum, the convicted child rapist, he clearly died doing what he loves to do, pursuing kids. Now, this is the same guy I've learned that night 
who tried to push a burning dumpster into an occupied police vehicle and threatened and borderline attacked the people who put the fire out. The witness today, so, so, and this, this was all interesting. This is the part I heard, and I'll tell you about what I read. And I think I went a little out of order, but it doesn't matter because they're not related testimony. We'll get to Eric Hernandez, the journalist who was there and what he said, because he's receiving death threats. God forbid he report the truth and that be favorable to Kyle. But the pixelation picture, you know, is basically an attempt in making, I think this is all they got, right? I mean, they've got the guy, Gage Gerskowitz, who pointed the gun at Kyle before he got shot. He admitted that in his own words, big fail. You lost the case, buddy, and you're out of bicep. So move along. And he had to be the star witness. He's the remaining victim, the surviving supposed victim. You got the other guy who I can't remember. By the way, all these guys have criminal records. Rosenbaum gets the attention because he's the most disgusting, right? And he had just, I don't know if you knew this, he was released from a mental hospital the day this all went down. It can't get any better, right? But they're coming at him now, Kyle, for the Rosenbaum killing because they're saying that basically Rosenbaum wasn't threatening him. That's interesting because Hernandez, a witness for the defense, appeared with his video talking about how Rosenbaum and others were making death threats and openly chased Kyle, attacked him. And basically, they all fucked around and found out. I mean, I have no empathy for them. I mean, it's not like they say, I didn't know he had a gun, which is no excuse. You still deserve it if you attack somebody. Don't attack people at all. You never know. You never know if I'm in the mood to empty a clip into somebody who wears funny earrings and I'm just looking for a reason because if you threaten me or my family I might run out of bullets into your body and I might ask if somebody caught that on film for my own personal usage afterwards just saying I don't know it's a possibility but they went back and forth about the the drone footage and Rosenbaum but then Hernandez the defense witness who had already I mean this guy laid it out his video is clear and for reporting what he saw, Hernandez is receiving death threats. He is being attacked. Like other liberal journalists, like Kasarian, I guarantee you she's being attacked. And there's one on Twitter, Andy something. I, I you know, dude is a left-wing media guy. I forgot to mention him earlier when I was talking about Kasarian. He's actually been, he tweeted that he's really mad when the press goes off on a tangent. They take off down a line of thought. And it turns out to be totally wrong because he's a member of the media, right? It embarrasses his profession when his peers act like idiots. And he just tweeted, this is a liberal Democrat reporter, just tweeted that one of his colleagues called him to see if he was okay. And they're worried, others have also been worried about this, that his account was hacked. And then the guy that called him said, it could be a girl. He or she said, I can't believe you would come to the defense of that murderer. So the person didn't even, these people are so blinded, they're on, they're on woke LSD, right? Flaming mushrooms. They can't see anything else. They didn't even, they didn't even comprehend or, or understand a word of the guy's tweet about how bad it is when the press takes off and, le- and, t- and buys into a conclusion about someone's guilt or innocence. And he talked about how this person, like anybody, is essentially innocent until proven guilty. Their life matters until maybe not when they're proven guilty for killing somebody. 
We're nowhere near there. Not only legally, but morally. I mean, there's two separate arguments here. I mean, if this isn't Kyle Rittenhouse about to be acquitted, we hope, because of some legal technicality or just lack of evidence. No, no, it's not lack of evidence. And don't let some dork, right, somebody drunk on their wine that they paid too much for try to tell you it's lack of evidence. No, no, no. There's an implication there. Basically saying, oh, he probably did it. He probably murdered somebody. They just didn't have enough to prove it. Uh Uh-uh. The evidence is showing that he did not commit murder. The evidence produced by both the prosecutor and the defense shows that Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself. That's the end of the case. This nonsense of whether or not he should have been there is a joke. Tell me the rioters, you know who should have been there? The cops who were stood down. I'd be real embarrassed if I was somebody in charge at the Kenosha Police Department and I had to rely on a 17-year-old to do my job. An unwilling 17-year-old. He didn't deputize himself. He wasn't going around disarming people, right? He wanted to help. I don't think it was great judgment going down there because you don't want to be in these situations even if you're proved right. His life's been hell. He'll never be the same. But hopefully, he gets checks written to him like that kid they harassed in Washington who had the MAGA hat on and the fake Indian went up to him, nicked something. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Remember him? Yeah, he's a millionaire. Part of the agreement to his settlements with CNN and NBC was that he didn't disclose how much he got. Guess why they don't want him to disclose it? That's my dog barking. Be quiet. Sorry, everybody. We're not that professional here. But um, they... Oh, there she goes. We're going to take a break here. I'll be right back. Okay, back. Sorry about that. I don't know if I've ever actually openly taken a break. I don't think it'll take away from the show, but it's distracting when you're when your dog is barking in the background. It probably didn't sound like much. You might not even hear her. But um, speaking of, we're going back to Rittenhouse. And they, they've made this case, which is not a case, around him not supposed to be there, what he should or shouldn't have done. And I was saying before, he shouldn't have been there. Just from a parent's perspective. His mom shouldn't have driven him there with her AR-15. She feels incredibly guilty. She doesn't look like the strong parent type. She's bawling in the front row. My heart breaks for her. She made a mistake. But her kid didn't murder somebody because of her mistake. He could have. I mean, if Kyle Rittenhouse would have tracked somebody down for their behavior and just simply shot them, he's in trouble. I don't know what murder charge he would have had to plea to, you know, plea bargain to, but uh, he would have had to. This is different. You are allowed to defend yourself in this country with whatever weapon you have, unless it's totally illegal. And the AR-15 is not illegal. Should he have been carrying it under 18? No, but that's not the case. And that's where the left loses their mind. They're losing this case. And Binger, the prosecutor, by bringing up this digitally enhanced attempt at an image today, was reaching. Now, they're going to go into some other rebuttal things. And... Um, they've got to now with Hernandez coming on the record and pretty much taking away their attempt with the image and saying that Rosenbaum, child rapist, was um, in a weak position. Whereas Hernandez in his video says, no, 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 he was attacking not only at the time he was shot, but before. So the jury's seen enough of that attempt to paint Rosenbaum, child rapist, as some kind of victim. He's not. I don't see that charge sticking. I don't see any of them. But now what they've got to do 
is smear Kyle's character. There are two things that are up for discussion. And I, I'm waiting for the testimony because there's nothing really that I can find on the internet regarding where he's going to school and what he claimed. And also the fact that the vest he had, they were freaked. Everybody freaked out that the kid was wearing a bulletproof vest. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, if I'm not worried about fashion, why wouldn't I wear Kevlar? I'd wear it all the time and a cup. Let's be real. Shit can go down. People get crazy. There's, I'd wear a cup first if I had to choose. Made of Kevlar. But they freaked out about that. And Kyle under oath said that one particular sheriff's office or police department had, it's not, not Kenosha, not Antioch was another one, had issued it to him. Apparently someone's going to go on the record and say they didn't. So now the big question, how did he get the bulletproof vest? It's not really, it's an attempt to say, okay, he lied about this. He also might have lied about being at a, part of Arizona State University's online high school program or some program. They've got somebody, big shocker, part of university, eager to testify that he wasn't going to school there. Not sure what's going to come out of this. So, okay, let's just give that. He fibbed. Yeah, he's got a stupid TikTok account. He's a dumb teenager. Let's take his testimony out completely, as emotional as it was. The video evidence and the other adults testifying lock this down for the defense. And that's all I'm going to say about it tonight. I'm eager to see if in time, you know, because this trial needs to be swift. These are, again, going to be a couple rebuttal witnesses, maybe more than two, called by the prosecution tomorrow, which the judge is allowed. Keep in mind, this is a judge. If you go to CNN right now, front and left, they're now going after him about a joke he made after they recessed, you know, open mic thing, that makes an inappropriate Asian food joke. And I heard it, and he said, um, you know, they order lunch, right? He's probably hungry, and I guess they ordered Asian food. Now, Asia's a real thing. This isn't like saying Oriental, which you can't say anymore, which isn't real. Okay, I get it. I guess there's no more an Orient. There's Asia, there's Asia Pacific, I happen to know. So Asia is okay. Being Asian's okay. It's it's kind of like I guess saying you're American if you're counting North America and you're counting Canada or Mexico, which nobody does. We know what American means. We own it. We want it in wars. And everybody else who wants to claim it by being their neighbor our neighbors only gets to because they live in the best real estate on the planet, <clears throat> Canada and Mexico. So moving on, he said, I quote, I hope the Asian food isn't coming, pause, dot dot dot, isn't on one of those boats from Long Beach Harbor. <gasps> oh my God, racist! And so they needed somebody named Nicole Chavez. <laughs> sometimes they shouldn't include the picture next to the author's name. CNN, just a recommendation sometimes. I mean, you have to because Fox does, but let's be real, just about everybody at Fox News is good looking. That's like 60% of the reason I watch them. It's not stupid. This is television. So we're talking print or online media. Why the picture? We don't need it. Let my imagination run wild about Nicole Chavez. Now I, it can't. It can't possibly help me. Not relevant. I'm sorry. Moving on. So Circuit Court Judge Bruce Schroeder, who has a ringtone uh, that is the song Proud to be an American, right? Learned that yesterday. He's the longest serving active judge in Wisconsin's trial courts. But keep in mind, everybody, he made a joke about Asian food. Not really, right? I mean, the guy didn't pull his eyes back and say something derogatory 
in a fake northern white dude Asian attempt at an accent. Okay? Now, of course, I'm sure there's other ways to be insensitive to the Asian culture, right? But I don't find, you know, this is somebody, the author is Nicole Chavez, not Nicole Ching or Chang, right? So on behalf of the Asian people, a Latina is going to come to their defense. Um, I don't, this was a joke about our supply chain issue. And that's what bothers these people. And you know what? You just heard me come to a conclusion live. I actually do pretty good show prep. And this just hit me. This epiphany we all just experienced together. You were probably coming to it before me. I, I think I have geniuses in my audience. So far, from what I can tell, I do. Except for like the two leftists that I've identified that have tried, I mean, they like want to know where I work. They ask me, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tell you where my real job is and give you my real name right now. One day I hope to, because I don't want to give a damn. I just can't right now, but maybe it's coming. But we all know this was a joke about Joe Biden, right? The supply chain issues, Long Beach Harbor. And uh, where do most of those ships come from? Asia. That's, that's the continent. Is it right? Yeah. Asia. Okay. Get over it. So they found somebody, um, from the Asian Americans Advancing Justice. Oh, God. Okay. Um, side note. What are they advancing justice for? Like, it's not better SAT scores. Okay, they can't tell me they're worried about racial bias because they slam dunked the shit out of them. I took classes. I was lucky to get into a course that all the Koreans kid went to. It was brutal. It was 10 weekends in a row. I was the only non-Asian. That's what it is because there were not just Koreans there. But I was the only non-Asian. There were two dudes in that class that were taking this course where we took the SAT every Saturday before the actual training. There were two guys that had like 1560s or 1580s. For those of you in Rio Linda, 1600 is the highest score you can get on the SAT. These guys had only missed one question. They were taking the course, both Korean. They were taking the course to figure out that one question. Apparently, the College Board writes into the test that is near. You can't possibly know the answer 100%. It's almost a trick. It weeds out the geniuses from the genius geniuses. And these guys were taking. This is what their family required. I guarantee you. All right. So those dudes are somewhere with their millionaire-ass jobs advancing justice for Asians right now. I, I'm sorry, but did this group start after COVID because Trump called out the fact that it came from China and it's the China virus? But it's okay to talk about every African evil bug or virus that comes from there. Shit, we have a new bee tomorrow, a new bumblebee or hornet that spawned in Wisconsin, and some white dude's probably going to call it an African hornet. I mean, but that's okay. But calling it the China virus because it was Trump, just like hydroxychloroquine is bad because he recommended it. People are taking it. Lots of liberals that I know, by the way, um, and have taken it for a while. But so they found an Asian to be upset about it. And so it's a massive footnote. And this is just preparing you. Think about what happened when they knew. They pretty much knew Yunkin was going to win because Terry McAuliffe's an idiot. And the school issue and parents had had enough. They knew it. The internal polling knew it. And then the regular polls caught up. So what did they start doing? They started attacking you and me and Yunkin. 
and racist voting laws and racist young and all of us. They know they're preparing for what happens. They're getting ready. They don't care that Kenosha and maybe some neighboring cities are going to burn again when Rittenhouse is acquitted. Make no mistake, there will be demonstrations, mostly angry white people, starting it. And when the sun goes down, shit, won't it be ironic if a bunch of other kids come down there and just kind of hang out with rifles? Hell, everybody, we got precedent. If Kyle's acquitted, just make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's, right? I'm sorry, but like, if it goes down, I want 10 Kyle's in my neighborhood with his half-assed medical training and his one week of lifeguard duty. That might come, I mean, people have pools, you never know, but I'll take him with an AR-15 any day. Kids three for three. Nobody innocent took a bullet that day. I mean, I can't say that. I'm 0 for 0. I hope I can get up three times and bat a 1,000. But shit, I mean, you'd almost understand if he was being attacked and a bystander took one. People that were there were at risk. You go down to these areas just to hang out and watch. I mean, bad guys, good guys, people are packing. It's not a place to be. But if you're there, do you want to be unarmed? Hell no. No matter what you're doing. But yeah, the judge hoping that the Asian food isn't coming from Long Beach Harbor is, is racist. Okay. Well, enough on Kyle for now. I like to open with it because it is a big story, and I think we're going to have something come from the jury maybe late next week if the defense can rest Monday or Tuesday. I don't know if the jury... And then you'll have closing arguments. It's going to be a couple weeks. Jury's going to take probably at least a day on this one, if not two. They're going to be careful because you're talking about two murders, neither regrettable, and a dude missing a bicep. And of course, the just, I mean, the jury's not, they're supposed to be sequestered and away from the story, but they know how big this is. They know the impact. Hopefully by now they realize this is not about Kyle Rittenhouse or murder. This is about the AR-15 and the Second Amendment. It's a political agenda. I love Ron DeSantis. He's, he just seems like more of a sure thing than Trump in 2024. I just have to say that because Trump will energize the other side more than DeSantis, but Keep in mind, if there's a silver medalist for their hate, it's Ron DeSantis, governor from Florida. Apparently, 70 migrant flights have landed in Jacksonville. Now, this is this is the Democrats thing. They love landing people that they don't want living amongst them because of the biggest racists we know. They send them to red states. DeSantis has had it because it becomes his problem. So he's floating, busing them to Delaware. If they're going to come here, we'll provide buses. I will send them to Delaware and do that. That's about as Trump as you can get. The guy took his notes. He listened. That is a Trump chess move. Even saying it is big time Trump. If he actually does it, oh my God, the press will lose their minds. And it will beg the question, why aren't they taking them in Delaware already? They're big Democrats there. This is where our savior Joe Biden is from. Senator for like 100 years. If he's going to support the border being secure, then he should be able to have everyone there. Republican governor has been ramping up his battle with the administration over migrant flights into Jacksonville, which I'm assuming they're going into Jacksonville Naval Air Station. 
Um, his office, office told the Washington Examiner that there have been more than 70 flights. Wow. Well, that's awesome. It's something to watch. You know, the Rittenhouse story and the budget disaster, you know, and what, what Biden's trying to do along with inflation. Um, you know, Rittenhouse and the inflation stories are huge. I mean, inflation, as far as impact on our lives, that is the story. Now, there has been no president in my lifetime. Well, Obama. I mean, this is Obama's third term. He even said it. Biden's getting Obama-level protection from this press. Can you imagine if, if Trump had won and they just announced that prices were up over 6% as compared to last year? So unless you received an annual raise of more than 6%, you lost money. Now, one of the things we can directly, we can relate this to, and this comes from Larry Summers, former Treasury Secretary, guy that knows money. He called this in February when those stimmy checks, those stimulus checks were getting ready to be printed and sent out to all the people that apparently needed it. Free money. It ain't free. Summers called this in February and said this could lead by the end of the year, it's November, to, I think he said, massive uncontrollable inflation. He called it. It's simple economics. Infusing that much new money, right, Increasing the supply decreases the value. That's just one thing. You have all these other factors, but inflation's not some magical phenomenon, some act of nature, as now the press wants to tell you it is. They talk about it being transitory. Why are they making up words? It's like gas prices. Biden undid the deregulation of Donald Trump. Biden is now asking OPEC, an organization made up of countries that financially support Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad terrorists. He's having to ask them and they're telling him to F off. It's really hilarious. Our president of the United States took us from being energy independent down a road to now we're back to relying on OPEC for our fuel supply. Now, this isn't some accident. This is something they want behind closed doors. They want you paying over five, over six, over $7 a gallon for gas because they want you to drive less. They want you to be more dependent on what they provide than what you can provide yourself. Cheap gas gives you more freedom. So this is a great way to take it away. And they are heavily invested into what they call alternate, alternative fuel sources, which none are ready for prime time. Now, we know wind energy isn't going to help your vehicle anytime soon. What about electric? Well, the supposed stimulus package has tons, millions, and they would need this. This is a big problem because they're claiming 60% of all the vehicles on the road by 2030, which is tomorrow. Nine years flies, guys. Hug your families. It goes by fast. They're saying in less than 10 years, 60%, six out of 10 of the vehicles on the road are going to be electric. So they're justifying this big infrastructure build of charging stations all over the country. It's a huge deal, right? And Elon Musk, who thinks these people in wokeness are nuts, he's loving it. But what's the problem with electric vehicles? I'll tell you, they drive funny still. A lot of people like me who get, I mean, people that get motion sick will tell you, I've been in one of these cars, especially the early Tesla models, was a nightmare as a passenger. It's like being in Bangladesh, cabs. There's no medium pace, as Adam Sandler said, to acceleration. It's stop, go, 
roller coaster herc and jerk. You're hitting your head on the cage in the back of the cab. I've been there. That's what it was like. They're working on it, but it is the elephant in the room with pure electric vehicles. The other big problem is it's super expensive. Democrats don't care. They don't care that semi-trucks still need it. They don't care that we still need it, that we have needs that electric vehicles don't cover. Now, they're coming out with some really cool trucks, and I'm not kidding you. If, I, if I'm not driving long distance regularly, because you got to stop and charge, it's a pain in the ass, even with all the charging stations in the world. Right now, <clears throat> as fast as you can get is like 30 minutes to fuel up. It's annoying. You're on a roll. You're on the road. You know, you, you get to 250 miles or so, the battery needs to be plugged in or you're done. This isn't a hybrid. So that sucks. But that's not all of us. And it's not me right now. Some of these trucks look cool. They're also super expensive. And I like a combustible engine. I like a V8. Okay? It, again, we're not, they don't want to allow you this freedom. This is, this is strategic. Right? Cutting off the oil supply is absolutely a part of what they want to do. They want to bankrupt and destroy fossil fuel companies. Now, why do I say that? Am I just theorizing, which it's not a big leap? No, no. They just said it themselves. Joe Biden's got a new appointee. This is somebody named Saul or Saule Omarova. Um, this person's like a communist. So they'll, the press will refer to her as a progressive. Of course, they mentioned in, at Newsweek in September, Biden tapped Saule Omarova, a Cornell University law professor, already a problem, to head the Office of Comptroller of the Currency which oversees banking regulation. This lady's on record saying that in order to combat climate change, oil companies, small and medium, will need to be closed. They'll need to go bankrupt. This is part of it. Um, this is insane. This is insane. Um, the American Bankers Association president and CEO Rob Nichols said his organization had serious concerns about her ideas for fundamentally restructuring the nation's banking system. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you start looking at the who's who of Joe Biden's administration, and you start hearing, they'll say it. They'll say, we want to fundamentally change that goofball prime minister who was in blackface years ago, hypocrite Justin Trudeau. He talked about that. That's called, they talk about the great reset. Then it went away for a while. COVID, as Trudeau and other liberals admitted, and this is what I was alluding to earlier. This is a great time. Because they got arrogant, liberals are now sharing their thoughts. They think they won on ideas last year. They think that beating Trump, however they did it, and Biden being elected is some kind of progressive shift. Their arrogance has gotten them over their skis. It is not. But what's great is they still think it, and so they've become more honest about what we know they believe. We've known for decades. Trump's greatest service is getting them so angry that they showed their true colors. And now we've got a communist, right? I mean, this person's a Cornell University law professor, right? These people were knowingly communists. This goes back to the 60s, right? The, McCarthy, the hearings against communism were not all bad, folks. Don't let academia define them as some kind of witch hunt. They clearly don't know what a witch hunt is. See Kyle Rittenhouse. Communists suck. Communists are our enemies, and they are absolutely a part of the fabric of academia. And now Joe Biden, 
or whoever's making the calls has nominated one of them. And she is saying quite loudly on oil, coal, and gas industries, we want to want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change. What a fucking idiot. Now, I've talked to some people about her. They don't think she's going to get through the Senate. This comment is critical, especially coal, because Joe Manchin's running for re-election at some point. I don't think he's retiring after this term. They drill, or they mine a lot of coal in West Virginia. So I don't know if this lady is going to get 50 from the Senate, because the Republicans will band together and vote against this. So even if it were 50-50, she'd get through because sweet Kamala would come in as the vice president and cast the deciding vote. She's not getting mansion. I don't think she gets cinema. And on her, I mean, there are Democrats in the Senate, New Mexico, that have people, well, shit, they're not, they're not drilling right now because that's all federal land. Biden dumped that back in January. So there are a lot of people running for re-election that need the coal vote, need the oil vote, and need the natural gas vote, by the way, which burns perfectly clean. So does nuclear energy. And it's incredibly efficient and safe. We're not Russia. Okay? We're not Japan. We can do it. We could do it. They don't really care about the climate. We'd have more nuclear energy. You, you couldn't tap that too much. You couldn't. Okay? I mean, it's like to say that nuclear power plants like the Energizer Bunny don't. I mean, when I say you can't tap enough, I'm talking about something on the corner in New Orleans. You can't wear it out, right? Road hard, put away wet. You can keep tapping into nuclear energy, right? It is absolutely the most efficient source, and it can be managed incredibly well. And it is, but it doesn't make the left money. It doesn't give them power. They're only for climate change because it's an excuse for more and more government overreach and involvement in your life. I mean, we all want less pollution. This is about fundamentally changing everything. We've got somebody that would try to do it to our banking system. God knows what that would look like. It can't help our current inflation crisis, which it is. And the arrogant left is going to get burned. They know. I mean, they're, they're not stupid. Even though they look at people whose lives hinge when a price of gas or milk goes up, and millions do, they look down on those people, but they try to pitch and sell them for their votes. They try to give them money and buy their votes. It's going to be hard if in eight, 10 months, they're campaigning for their buddies and for each other, and you're still paying five, six, seven dollars for gas, and the average price of a gallon of milk is four dollars or more. Because that trend, beef, everything through the roof. And now you can't get stuff. Wait till Christmas hits. People are going to be pissed. They don't get it. People don't understand. Because in general, not you guys, people are kind of dumb. They don't get that boats are a part of what they order on Amazon, a big part of many things. They don't get how it gets here. I mean, you don't have to think about it. It's magical. Even though Bezos acts like Chairman Mao in the chair recently at an event, it's a little weird. Because he's big in China, big here, but big into China, and he's got a lot of power, but it's magical stuff. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they launched that whole drone system they talked about, I didn't know. It's on your door sometimes the same day. 
But how does it get there before? Probably on a boat from somewhere. If it's made in Asia. Can we say that now? Apparently that judge can't. So, um, I mean, with all this happening, they're out there selling hard on Biden's uh, spending bill. So they just passed the infrastructure. I don't know if he signed it yet. I don't think he has. Um, Why he hasn't signed the infrastructure has got to be politically motivated. Because if they could, they'd sign it. They'd make it public. He needs a win. He and Kamala are completely underwater in approvals. But now Biden is continuing to shill out the spending bill and telling people that he wouldn't raise taxes to pay for it on the middle class. But independent analysis, of course, Fox Business shares this. No one else says that's that's false. And that it actually could lead to um, because Biden's thing is, oh, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna raise taxes for people who make over four hundred thousand. Which you always got to be weary of that. It sounds like a lot, but how people get to that income, especially a year they might sell something, you'd be surprised. You don't have to make a combined household income at your jobs of four hundred grand to get into that zone. And it's also probably bullshit. It is according to the Tax Policy Center. Said taking into account all major tax provisions, roughly 20% to 30% of middle income households would pay more taxes in 2022. Big shocker, Democrat wins, he raises taxes. And to do what? Redistribute wealth. Not just to people that don't work, but more to the environment. The environment is the new welfare mama or daddy. That's where all your money is going to be redistributed to. And it just equals more power for them. It's crazy. Um, And, you know, you've got Manchin here. He's weighing in already. He opposes a proposed bonus tax credit for union-made electric vehicles in Biden's spending bill. Because Manchin's in West Virginia. And Manchin has a lot of blue-collar working unions that will not help anybody in his state to include a Toyota facility in West Virginia. So Manchin's, I mean, he's by no means a moderate as it should be defined, but he's not playing games on behalf of the great state of West Virginia. Okay? He's not putting up with progressivism leaving his blue-collar state behind, his state where every county went for Donald Trump. Speaking of Trump, CNN is desperate, like Dan Berman at CNN is, to keep Donald Trump in the crosshairs somehow. The only thing they've got on Donald Trump that they want to have is this January 6th supposed insurrection. It's all nonsense, but there's been this battle that's front and center every time a judge does something with it regarding documents and Trump opposing documents being released under executive privilege, which is essentially any president has a certain type of protection against classified, not even classified, just certain communications and documents being made public for security reasons. It makes sense. So Trump is trying to execute that. What they want are all the documents, anything that was communicated, talked about on January 6th, right? They're obsessed with that date. Well, a three-judge panel from the D.C. Court of Appeals, by no means a conservative court, it's all appointed by Democrats, these three judges, put the transfer of these documents on hold Thursday and set oral arguments for later this month. So It's not coming anytime soon. I don't know. Remember, Trump isn't hiding something by fighting this. 
Trump is fighting this because like you and me, he hates liberals. And making them angry is fantastic. And this makes them angry. Him asking for executive privilege, pledging for executive privilege was the first move. How dare he? Now he's fighting it in court. How dare he? He must have done something. It's like Kyle Rittenhouse all over again. How dare he fight this? What does he have to hide? You're innocent and proven until proven guilty if you're a liberal. You're not if you disagree with these people. What the hell? Um, the National Archives was set to send 46 documents over which Trump claimed executive privilege on. They were supposed to send that on Friday. It has already been handed over 90 non-contested records. So Trump's not contesting anything. There are certain communications that might not sound great, but they're not. what they're not going to find is Trump telling somebody to fire up an insurrection and take over the Capitol building. If none of the privileges exercised, more than 700 documents would come later in the month and beyond. What Trump wants is he wants to keep the National Archives. This is all from CNN. He wants to keep everything in the National Archives. To quote, this disagreement between incumbent president and his predecessor from a rival political party highlights the importance of executive privilege and the ability of presidents and their advisors to reliably make and receive full and frank advice without concern that communications will publicly be released to meet a political objective. What they're saying is the whole point of executive privilege is to protect presidential communications from a political rival coming in afterwards and trying to use something against you for political means. That's precisely what this is. The whole, the whole thing is a political scam. And it's really important to Democrats right now to keep January 6th front and center. It keeps their base happy, their dwindling base, and they're hoping it could somehow save them in the midterms. Um, so this little battle rages on. Um, I find it about as important as a judge making a joke about Asian food coming from the Long Beach Harbor. Um, in other news to close out, we've, we've got about 50 minutes. Uh, if you're still here, thanks for that. Um, I don't know if I would be, honestly, but um, I hope it's been entertaining. We've covered a lot, and there's actually a lot still to talk about. I might keep going a little bit. Um, the FBI raided James O'Keefe's place, Project Veritas. I don't know if you're following the story. I have been in the background, and I've had it in my own stack to get to late, like in three shows. I just never get there. Um, but they've raided O'Keefe's. Apparently, there is alleged an alleged copy of Joe Biden's daughter's diary that someone has. And there are... Copies of pages, I don't know if these are valid, of her writing in there about showering with her dad, uh, our president. I mean, it's really awkward stuff. I mean, Joe Biden's behavior that we've seen and know of doesn't help this stuff, but it's really gross, if true. It's horrifying. Um, And O'Keefe has been very guarded about this. He told this, he, he released a video where he talked about this, and he's really good at what he does. And he's never lost. He's never lost in court. He has all, he puts on his own wall at his office. All of the retractions that come after he's attacked by journalists, his wall of shame. And he released a video kind of explaining, it's easy to find. You can go to Project Veritas, I think it's still the cover video. He explains what went down. He gets calls from people all the time claiming to have dirt, mainly on Democrats, on powerful people is what he's after. And of course, he's definitely conservative and it's easy pickings to go after conservative liberals. I mean, corrupt liberals. There's no such thing as a conservative liberal. Um, It's like an honest liberal. It's an oxymoron. 
But O'Keefe lays it out. Two people called him. They said they had this diary. And without going further, he went into what they do to verify it. It's pretty detailed and it's pretty intense. I mean, O'Keefe is not going to publish something unless he's 100% true it's real, especially about the sitting president of the United States. Everything he's done and accomplished from exposing psychopaths who sell parts of aborted babies and beyond would all go down the toilet. He can't be wrong on something like this. Word got out. The FBI raided his place. No one knows what they got. But this is your Justice Department. Our government is raiding political opponents, right? We have a communist appointee who's going to, if appointed, be in charge of money policy, who wants to bankrupt what is our largest employment sector, if you talk about energy. It's horrifying. Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, rhino Republican out of Wyoming, banking on her dad's name, has now subpoenaed her new Republican primary opponent to the January 6th commissions. This guy apparently was a staffer on for Trump, was nowhere near the Capitol building, not super high level, has announced and has support in Trump's backing that he's going to primary Liz Cheney. He's a Republican that's going to try to beat her for the nomination in the next election. And it just so happens this guy is now subpoenaed. Seriously, this guy has a subpoena under threat of arrest if he doesn't show. She's bringing him in to try to get him to slip up and just get him on perjury. She's bringing him in so that she can go after him because he dared to run against her. This is, I'm not fabricating this. This is a psychopath. She is so nipple hard over the beltway left, praising her as the anti-Trump. She's lost all control of her mind and body. What a disgrace. I mean, unless I don't know anything about her dad and I thought I knew a little, what a shameful bitch to her family she must be. And she'll, she'll do it. Now, I hope this guy has his ducks in a row, shows up, and maybe parlays it, hello, Wyoming, into something that helps him. I, I hope the people of Wyoming pull their heads out of their asses on this one. This is still Wyoming, where their college football team mascot are the Cowboys, for God's sake. The Cowboys, not Cowgirls, not cow bisexual, not cow gender queer, the cowboys. And there's no sign they're going to change it. As we know, it probably bothers people every time they see boy or girl mentioned as a specific gender because, you know, that's a social construct. Hello, Wyoming. You're not voting for dick. No pun intended. This is somebody totally different. You should know that by now. Wherever she's running, my God. So there you, you got Liz Cheney, part of the January 6th commission, the rhino Republican, it's supposedly bipartisan, trying to destroy someone who dares run against her. Quick on this, did anyone know that Kamala Harris was in France? Well, apparently the French didn't know either. No one wants to be around Joe Biden, but they have to be. You're the president of the United States. Just the seal alone 
brings money and power, no matter how dumb the occupant is. But the vice president, the Veep, is not somebody in general who commands respect. Say what you want about Dick Cheney, he knew how to leverage that position. No one has done it that way since him. But Kamala Harris went to Paris, I don't know why, that what they don't want is her around here to answer questions. She's just a dimwit. And nobody in France covered her. Politico's upset. Her bilateral meeting, according to Politico, with French President Emmanuel Macron, who's running for re-election, on Wednesday evening did not get prime billing on newscasts or newspapers. And her presence at the Armistice Day commemoration was mentioned in passing. Because she's a loser. Because she sounds stupid when you interview her. Because she weakens the Biden administration and the press is in the bag for her, for him. I mean, Macron warmly greeted her, it says. Well, what else is he going to do? Slap her? When he arrived at the Arc de Triomphe, where she was standing with French officials for the ceremony. That's all she can do. Stand for the ceremony, woman. And then put your mask back on and walk away. Don't say anything. Don't cackle. She can't do it. She's not capable. Every one of them must cringe as they put the mic in front of that face. They're just like, and they hear that. <laughs> she does it every time. She can't open her mouth without a wicked witch of the West cackle. After the lackluster reception reception of her previous foreign trips, yeah, she's been to Mexico, Guatemala, and Singapore. This time, they were going to make France better for sweet Kamala. And they went, according to Politico, the officials went to great lengths to repeatedly underline to reporters the importance of her visit and the, quote, leadership role she was exercising on the world stage as a result. What a bunch of bullshit. I mean, this woman is just there for show. She is the most stuffed shirt in the history of the vice presidency. And no one gives a shit where she goes. Now, apparently, Kamala did what she does when she's at a Baptist church and she's doing the Obama get-down accent, right? We know Kamala. We know Obama. They come from that same school of trying to be super-duper black when a family photo makes you feel a little bit different, right? So sweet Kamala apparently used a French accent while she was in Paris, and while visiting a lab. And this is sparking comparisons to the HBO comedy Veep, which is funny. The main character, the vice president, played by Julianne Louise, and is it still Dreyfus? Because she's not married to Richard anymore, but I think she kept the name. How feminist of her. Um, but Politica went to bat for VP Harris insisting her critics were wrong to accuse her of using a French accent during remarks she made on her overseas trip to France. She's an insanely fake person. She, she has no substance. She's like Buttigieg. They're the same, they come from the same school of chameleon politicians. It's all surface, it's all image, it's all branding. And you, they're afraid when you scratch at the surface. They like tweets, they like those super stunning pictures where they're standing strong and there's something they said, right? Like this nation of justice needs more justice and black people are not getting enough justice. And she's got her hands on her hips and she's looking tough in a pantsuit. 
almost as tough as Pete Buttigieg would look in a pantsuit. I digress. But apparently Harris toured the Institute Pasteur. Now how smart I am, I know that it's named after Louis Pasteur in Paris and spoke alongside a group of scientists to tout the U.S.-France Alliance on Scientific Research. Okay? One of the things people... Okay, she said some shit. She's got a mask over her face, um, which can't help her. I mean, I, I don't... It just doesn't... It can't. Because she's not great at speaking anyway, and now she's got a muzzle. I, I mean, none of us like that. Um, but I haven't heard it live, but she got panned and speaks to people as she does as if they're toddlers. She's just a condescending liberal. She's nothing new. The only thing new about her is she slept her way to the top in California. Joe Biden slipped, as he does, during an unrehearsed interview session. Quick questions with the press. He basically said, of course, I'm going to nominate a black woman of color. Oops. Even for the party of diversity, the bench wasn't very deep in that regard. It was him or Butterbean Stacey Abrams. Abrams can't do this job. It's too much walking. And I think was it oh the the dolt that was on the Obama administration, I can't remember her name. She's the gal that was like on the plane with Clinton, all the controversy during the election. Bringing, I can't remember who they brought over to the plane. It was her and Clinton. I mean, they, they worked shit out. There was Rose or something, whatever. I mean, there's not these were not strong individuals. So they went with the sassy, somewhat good-looking one who doesn't have to sit in business class for size reasons when she takes a flight. If that's all you got, I thought it was a pretty smart choice. But it's still a disaster. You knew it would be. She's blossomed into something fantastic. For Republicans. Last story, because I don't want to kick it to tomorrow or early next week, because it won't be as fun or interesting. Our hero, LeBron James, decided to get involved with another issue because LeBron is smart because money made him smart, right? We know how hard he worked to get that private school, high school diploma. I'm sure he was head of the class. Uh, I'm sure if he went to class at all in his high school basketball days. But LeBron has been ripped, at least by people with souls, for mocking Kyle Rittenhouse's breakdown in court. I saw the Twitter feed. You can't find anything positive. He got taken apart. LeBron James does care about that. He's an arrogant shithole, okay? Great athlete, phenomenal player, but he's a dumb dipshit. He's a stupid, stupid man. And I love it when he tweets about smart people stuff, like court cases. Um, And so the 36-year-old posted a series of laughing emojis alongside of footage, basically saying something like, oh, he got lemons in his eyes and he's faking that that breakdown he had. And, um, you know, it's, it's not being received well because LeBron James hasn't followed the case. LeBron James doesn't do anything work-related other than play some basketball. Okay, and he said, "Let's just look how he's run his career, hopping around cities. What a goofball moment! I'm taking my services to South Beach. Remember that when he was leaving Cleveland the first time he left? Then he came back. Then he went to L.A. and sold out. I mean, come on, dude! I'm taking my services to South Beach. Barf! How many teams did Jordan play for? That really count. 
he did the Wizards things because he had some ownership. How many teams did Magic Johnson play? Larry Bird? Oh, Kobe Bryant? LeBron, you're shit, right? You're just one big celebrity who balls pretty damn well. No one wants to hear you speak, gladiator. Shut the fuck up. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. I will be back soon, if not tomorrow, early next week. Watch for the upload so you can download. I'll talk to you soon.